0: So I have been hearing from a lot of you that sometimes when you try to plot out your story, your characters just stop cooperating. Uh, If this is something that you've had trouble with, I'm gonna talk about this today. We're gonna talk about what it means, why it happens, uh, what you've probably tried to do to fix it and why it hasn't worked, and then how to actually fix it. So if this is something that you have struggled with, stay tuned and I'm gonna try to help you push through that and get your story plotted. Hi there! Do you want to write fiction that readers gush about, but you can't figure out how to fill in the beginning, middle, or end of your story? I can help with that. Do you struggle to flesh out character or plot, or to stick with your story long enough to finish it? I can help with that. Once your book is written, are you totally clueless about marketing? Do you find yourself Googling how to market a book or how to make money on fiction? I can help with that. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. You know you're meant to write fiction, but you can't seem to nail down the skills or processes that make it simple and repeatable, not to mention fun. So you wait around for the muse to show up, try to force your story into a template or outline, or take months if not years to discover your story. Plot twist, there's a better way. Hi, I'm Liesl, USA Today best-selling author, story psychologist, writing craft geek, Christian, and story clarity coach. After 10 years of trying to master fiction using the old, industry standard writing advice, I still felt lost. I finally learned what fictional storytelling and the human template are really about. Humanity, emotional connection, and serving our readers by giving them relief through vicarious experience. Imagine learning how to flesh out your characters, plot, world, and theme with such definition and clarity that every story you ever write lands with readers and makes people go, wow, now there's an author. Imagine knowing how to drill down to the heart of your story to learn what it's really about and tell the unique story that only you can tell so that you can get more readers, more downloads, more royalties, and of course, more fiction writing success. This is the podcast for you. We are prolific authors. Hey, hey, prolific authors. I hope you're doing really well this week. I hope you've had a really good week of writing and storytelling. Before we get into today's topic, I have something I want to read you. I received a really lovely review this week on Apple Podcasts from Ridiculous Patronus One, and I just wanted to read it for you. It says, fantastic. If you're an inspiring author or in the writing field, it's a must-add, talking about the uh, Podcast. As a writer myself, this podcast is on point and must add to the playlist. Detailed and very informative. Excellent audio and host. This podcast break down how to captivate audiences, but also get your work published and the necessary strategies to be successful in fiction. Intriguing and entertaining. Looking forward to more. Thank you so much, Ridiculous Petonus One. I really appreciate that review, guys. I don't push for reviews too often. I believe I ask for them in my outro, but I don't actually have very many and. It's not even that big a deal. We're kind of realizing now that the number of reviews you have on your podcast doesn't actually affect the algorithm all that much. So they're not super, super important, but they are social proof and I do enjoy seeing them and do enjoy reading them. So if you haven't yet and would be so kind, I would absolutely love it if you could go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. You just have to go to the general podcast page, not a specific episode, but just the show page and scroll down and you'll be able to see where you can leave a review. If you don't know what to write, you can just talk about uh, what wins you might have had or inspirations you might have gotten from the podcast or even think about recommending your favorite episode. Now, on this topic, I actually put together something on SpeakPipe. If you don't know what SpeakPipe is, it's kind of a, a relatively new service that's just kind of starting to get some attention. All it is is you go to that page, the SpeakPipe page, and you can record an audio review. So literally, you just click record, record your audio review, and that's it, and I will get it. So if you would like to record a SpeakPipe audio review, I might actually play your your review on this podcast. So if you would like to record an audio review for me, go to www.speakpipe.com forward slash the prolific author. I will also have that linked up in the show notes. Okay, so let's dive into our topic when and why characters won't cooperate whenever you start plotting. <laughs> so first of all, let's talk about what we mean by this. If you've never experienced that, you might be a little bit confused about what that means. It simply means that some authors try to plot their novels, you know, try to do an outline and plan, and as soon as they do, their characters stop cooperating. What this means is that the characters have minds of their own, we all know that that can happen, and as soon as the author plans a few events in their plot, the characters immediately don't want to do them. You know They're having a hard time getting the characters to perform the events that have been plotted, okay? So it feels like you're trying to force them into these plot events and it's just not working. They won't cooperate. Now, I'm gonna say there are good things about this and bad things about this, and let's kind of appreciate what they are. Why would this be a good thing? Well, because it shows that you have really strong characters, okay? If your characters are jumping off the page, if they're making their own decisions and have minds of their own, it means that you have plotted some really powerful and distinctive characters, and that is a good thing. So pat yourself on the back for that. And also, as kind of an aside, remember that a strong character is not one that has a very dominant personality or is physically strong. I've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, Let's see, in episode seven, which is one of my earlier episodes, episodes, I talk about it. There's this major misconception that when, in order to have a strong character, it has to be a a character with a very strong or very dominant personality. And that is not the case. When we talk about a strong character, the strong does not refer to the personality or the physicality. It refers to the strength of the writing for how well you bring them across on the page and how distinctive they are. So you can have a very mousy introverted, shy character that does nothing but huddle in the corner, and they can still come across as a strong character on the page because you've written them so strongly and so distinctively. So I just wanted to remind you of that, okay? But the point is, if your characters are not cooperating with you and have minds of their own, that means they are very strong characters, and you need to appreciate how well you've written them. Of course, overall, this is not a good thing in the grand scheme of things because it means that overall you're not getting your story written right they won't cooperate you can't figure out how to write an outline and get them to you know perform what you've written or what you've planned and you kind of get frustrated and throw your hands up and don't really know what to do and obviously that's not a good thing because your story is not getting written So let's talk about why this happens. What is at the root of the problem here when you outline and then can't get your characters to cooperate? Well, I can tell you that this is the classic example of writing your story from the outside in. Okay, because what's happened is you have planned some plot events, which by definition are the external you know, events of the plot, and now you're trying to force your characters who have their own internal desires and motivations and personalities into those plot events, okay? And that's why they don't want to cooperate, that's why you're hitting walls and can't seem to make it come together, okay? As I always say, you need to plan from the out, from the inside out rather than the outside in. Now, on the flip side, you could say that you maybe have planned the characters pretty well and their internal struggles, and that's why they are such strong characters who are fighting back against your plot. Um, And that's a good thing as well. But how do you get the two to work well together? That's the real question. Well, There are three basic things that you need in order to make this happen, in order to kind of seamlessly marry the internal and the external. And they're very similar to what we talked about last week about why you can't finish your story, but they're a little bit different. So the first thing that you need is the internal framework. And this is one that I talked about last week. The internal framework is where you're going with the story. It's the story that you're trying to tell or the major story theme, okay? So think of it this way. If you have a change that the character goes through, or some sort of shift in their belief or realization that they have in the climactic moment of the story, that is probably your story theme. So think about that, okay? And your internal framework is how the character gets there. So this is something that I'm going to teach in a lot more detail in Master Storyteller, but for now, if you can kind of nail that down, what this does is it tells you where you're going with the story. It gives you an endpoint for the character, and that endpoint, the internal journey of the character and the external plot events should come together in a moment of realization in that moment. Okay, so understanding your internal framework tells you where the story is going, and that really helps because you can point your plot events at that and point your character's internal motivations to that, and then they'll work well together rather than fighting each other. All right, so let's move on to the second one. The second one you need is your character's motivations and their skewed worldview. Okay, now I talked about this a little bit last week, the motivations, we're not just talking about external motivations. It is all well and good to talk about their objects of desire or what they want in the story. But really, when I talk about the characters' internal motivations, we're talking about backstory. We're talking about beliefs, and especially a misguided belief that they have, which is really important. We're talking about the things that have reinforced that misguided belief. And It's important to understand this because if you know your character well enough, if you have these things nailed down about them, you will never get stuck because you will know, based on what their beliefs are, how they will react to any situation and what they will believe about that situation and how it will affect their motivations and what they want. So even if you don't know off the top of their head, you know, maybe it doesn't come to you instantly, what would they do in the situation? All you have to do is kind of fall back onto their beliefs and their backstory and you can figure out what they would do in that situation. Okay? So again, these are things you need to have and then you will get stuck. The reason that your characters are not cooperating is because you're taking characters who have different personalities or different beliefs and motivations, and somehow, maybe even on a subconscious level, you as the author know, okay, well, this is what I want them to do, but in that situation, they would never do that because they don't believe that or their personality is not that way. And again, that's a good thing. It means that you know who your characters are at their core, but you're still having trouble, you know, kind of forcing them into the plot of the story. If, on the other hand, you know what their skewed worldview is, which is pretty much the same thing as what their misguided belief is, and you know how they will react in any situation, you can get them there. Okay, you can plot out how you're going to get them to react in a way that is completely natural and seamless for them, but will still jive with whatever events you have plotted for the book, okay? Um, The third thing you need is a little bit more external. You need your character's personality. You need to figure out a few aspects of their personality so that you kind of know how they act in any given situation, okay? You can use any personality system you want for this. I really like the Enneagram, I also really like Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies and of course you don't want to try and give them a fully rounded human personality because that would be way too complicated and you know it would be really hard to write a true human personality like that on the page but just like anything else just like character voice or mannerisms you just need to pick out two or three characteristics of their personality and then you can use those And once again, you will know based on their personality how they will act day to day in any given scene. And that really helps you to be able to write them effectively on the page. Okay, so let's go over these one more time. You need the internal framework so that you know where your story and your characters are going. Then you need your character's motivation and skewed worldview so that you know how they will react to any given plot event that will happen and how it will affect what they believe and what they will do moving forward. And then you need their personality so that you can write them effectively on the page. We're talking about their mannerisms, um, you know, the way they react to other people so that they come across as a dynamic and realistic human being. Now, if you have these three things and if you really get this nailed down, you will not have problems anymore with your characters not cooperating when you plot. You can figure out the events you want and then you kind of just reverse engineer from there so that you can figure out what kind of character will react in a way that will really jive well and naturally with your story and then how to get them from A to B in your story. Okay, this is exactly what I teach and if you use the prolific author methods for figuring this out, guys, this is what I'm saying, you will never get stuck again. Of course, we all have some times when we need to think about something in a plot and we're not sure exactly how we're getting from A to B But it should never take you more than a day or two to figure it out. It should never take you more than a journaling session or two. And the reason is because you have your characters nailed down so firmly that they absolutely will tell you what they would do in any given situation. But on the flip side, if you really need them to do something in the plot, you can figure out how to make them do it and still be true to who they are, okay? So you won't get this friction where they stop cooperating because you're trying to force them and it's just not jiving, okay? You just have to get these things nailed down and then your story becomes really easy to plan and your characters just naturally fold themselves in the story and it becomes this really beautiful, cohesive narrative that just works really well together and will hook that reader right from the start. Okay? So if you want to help with this, um, once again, get on the wait list for Master Storyteller. I have the link for that in the show notes or the caption. And being on the list doesn't mean that you are at all obligated to... <laughs> Participate in the program or anything like that. It just means that when it's open, I will send you an email so you can check it out and see if it's a fit for you. So if that's some, if this is something you want help with, make sure and get on that waitlist um, by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, I think that's what I have for today. I hope that that helps you. And if you are someone who has had trouble with characters who stop cooperating every time you try to outline, that this will kind of help give you an idea of how to fix that and how to get your characters to do what you want in the plot, but also be true to who they are and who you have created Them to be because both of those things Are equally important and Most people do one or the other you know Either they plot the, the events of the Story and then just go Oh well and force their characters into it Or they allow their characters to make choices Which means the characters do their own thing And the author can't really plot the story Very well they just have to see what the characters are going To do now neither is right or wrong But I think you should be able to have both And that they should be able to work together and guess What guys you can this is how by figuring these things out using the prolific author method. All right, everybody have a wonderful week, a wonderful week of writing, a wonderful week of storytelling, and I will see you next time. Bye. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, can you do me a solid and share it with other authors you think might benefit from it? Remember, the rising tide lifts all boats. Also, if you haven't yet, would you be willing to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? It's the only way for me to know that you're enjoying the podcast and it helps Apple recommend it to other authors like you who might benefit from it. Finally, if you haven't already, hop over and join the Prolific Author community on Facebook. Inside, Authors Network, Ask Questions, and I often do teaching via Facebook Lives. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy story crafting this week. And remember, there is always a market for awesome.